In this edition of Locked On Capitals, we talk about the Capitals' power play and what is going wrong with it and what can they do to fix it. Then we'll talk about the Athletics article on 10 predictions for this Capitals season. We'll talk about all of that and more next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form, so head on over to YouTube and check it out. And when you're on YouTube, make sure and hit that subscribe button. And if you like the videos, give it a thumbs up. It really helps grow the channel. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. So in this edition of Locked On Capitals, this kind of bonus Friday night edition, let's dig a little bit into what is going wrong with the Capitals so far. And one of the biggest things that we could talk about is the power play. Uh, Special teams in particular is one of the things that is not going the greatest. And then later in the show, we will talk about the Athletics article on 10 predictions for the Capitals this season. But just to getting it going on the power play here, uh, this was a story in Washington Hockey Now. They were saying to start the the 2022-23 season, the power play has gone 0 for 9. The team missed out on four power play chances in the season opener versus the Bruins on Wednesday and then five, including two that would have helped the Capitals even the score in the third and fourth overtime against the Maple Leafs. And what is going wrong? You know, it seems like they keep trying to set up these very predictable plays. You have Alex Ovechkin in the left circle and, you know, they're going to hit the puck across to him and surprise, surprise, The other teams are getting to be a little bit wiser for that. Washington's first power play formation sees Ovechkin set up at the left point with John Carlson, who has struggled defensively through these first two games on the right, then up to the top. It's Strom working down TJ Oshie in the bumper spot, and Evgeny Kuznetsov working the half wall. On the second unit are Connor Brown, Johansson, Mantha, Orloff, and Gustafson. Top assists, Nicholas Backstrom and Tom Wilson are not available as they recover from major surgeries. And you're starting to see the benefit um, of having Backstrom and Tom Wilson out there. And you notice their absence when they're not there. So, you know, I think that uh, they're learning a lot of things on the fly here. That's all they can do at this point is just try to address these issues uh, that are facing them so far. 
So one of the things they're talking about in this article, and, and you know, I, I agree with it. And I think if you watch the games, you'll agree with it as well. The same routine passes and plays get set up with the same players and the same positions, not moving around. You know, you can't be a one trick pony, if you will. You got to kind of get Blaine Forsyth more involved in this and kind of shake up the snow globe a little bit and try to give these teams a little bit different looks. If you have Alex Ovechkin setting up at the left circle every time, it's going to be predictable. They're going to shoot the puck across to him and he's trying to slam it home. You know, it's it's something that that's worked for Ovechkin for so many years. Uh, but to a certain extent, a lot of the teams are starting to anticipate it and they've come up with countermeasures to, to try to fight it. Execution, Ovechkin said, maybe afraid to get a simple play and get in front to find the dirty goal. We just have to fight through it. That's a start. We don't want to have two losses in a row. It's a wake-up call and we have to get better. And that's going to come from the captain. That's got to come from Alex Ovechkin being the guy out there that is kind of taking the lead here. Because as it stands right now, like we talked about, the Capitals are struggling uh, 0 for 9 on the power play to start the season. You know, it's one of the things that the coaches are going to kind of have to start to look internally as well and figure what are they going to do to figure this out. First, the power play needs to stop standing still. There needs to be movement with all the pieces trying to get in better position. There's too much waiting and staying stationary and leads to easy reads for the defense. Passing back and forth and waiting for a shooting lane isn't ideal and things likely won't change unless players shift around. Again, it's the same power play that you've seen for a long time. It's the same formations again and again and again. The Capitals have got to find a way to kind of change things up a little bit. Uh, again, like I talked about, the teams are starting to uh, to crack the code, if you will, on this Washington Capitals team. Uh, so that is one of the things that they're going to have to do. So just a shorter episode today. I want to cover the article uh, that I saw in The Athletic. This was Tarek Elbashir making predictions on on this team and what could change the outcome. You know, is there something that's in the in the waiting for this team? You know, could trades happen? What could be, um, you know, the outcome for this season? Ten bold and not so bold predictions, and I'll give you my thoughts on them. Number one, Nicholas Backstrom returns to the lineup, and that would be huge uh, for this team. But it depends on what Nick Backstrom comes back to this team. Of course, we know he's not going to come back 100%. He pretty much can't. He had hip resurfacing surgery done. You never come back at 100%. I think, you know, potentially he could come back 100% next year. Uh, so I am going to kind of scratch that one off the, wrist, uh, off the list here. I do not think it is realistic. Number two, Coach Peter Laviolette inks an extension. Laviolette is in the third and final year of nearly $15 million contract that he signed in 2020. And at some point in the coming months, I suspect the 57-year-old will put his name on a new multi-year deal to remain at the helm of the veteran-laden caps. I guess that remains to be seen. You know, what happens with his Caps team this year? Do they end up making it to the playoffs? Can they finally get the monkey off their back and make it past the first round into the second round? And dare I say, even a deeper push, then I think you give him an extension. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't think that anything that Peter Laviolette is doing is incorrect, but I don't think now is the right time to ink him to an extension or a long deal. Let's see what he has um, in the tank or what he can bring to this team. Alex Ovechkin comes close, but winds up a bit short of a record 10th 50 goal season. Mark me down for a goal total in the low to mid 40s, which of course puts him well north of 800 goals and comfortably in second place of all time. 
I'm going to countermeasure that. I'm going to I'm going to uh, say that I do think he has another 50 goal season in him. So Tarek Elbashir, I am saying that he is going to exceed that mid 40s. I do think he will hit 50. I'm going to say 52 goals at the end of the season. That is my prediction right now. And I know you're saying, are you kidding? Alex Ovechkin is a year older than he was, you know, when he got 50 goals. It's not possible. It's possible. You'll see. GM Brian McClellan makes a splash at the deadline. It's uh, too early to say he's willing to shop his first round pick or a top prospect or shortly before the March 3rd deadline, but I'm going to say he definitely won't either. It's crunch time for the current core. Again, this is something I talked about in this podcast all of last summer. You don't want to keep kicking the can down the road. You want to keep this Capitals team. You got to keep your futures in place. You do not want to get rid of them. That's why the Capitals have such an old team is because they've constantly been in win-now mode, and that means uh, trading away draft picks and prospects and that kind of thing. Uh, Number five, Anthony Mantha will score 25 goals. I don't see that happening. Um, So some of these I can kind of brush through. Again, Anthony Mantha scoring 25 goals would be great. I do not see that happening. He's a very hot and cold player. Would I love him to to score 25 goals? Of course. I just don't think that uh, is uh, reasonable. Charlie Lindgren earns some unscheduled starts. Darcy Kemper is the number one netminder in Washington, and that's not changing, but I wouldn't be shocked to see Lindgren earn a little more work than perhaps some penciled him in for the summer. The backup goalie had an impressive camp, and he's won over the coaching staff and locker room with his work ethic, competitiveness, and effervescent personality. Put me down for 28 to 30 starts. I agree with Tarek on that. Um, you know, you you take a look at Darcy Kemper. He's never really carried the bulk of the mail for any of the teams that he's been on. He is prone to the injury bug. And what we've seen in small sample sizes is that Charlie Lindgren is a legitimate goaltender. And, uh, I think that he has a promising future on this team. So I do agree with that. Number seven, Connor Brown will be the first free agent to resign. Again, I don't want to jump the gun, but what I've seen from Connor Brown so far, I like there are 10 pending unrestricted free agents and two restricted free agents on the roster so there's lots of work to be done and plenty of flexibility for McClellan if he feels the need to take things in another direction so far though Brown appears to be a good fit in DC and at 28 he's also on the right schedule for an organization that's always seeking to prop open the proverbial window Uh, again Connor Brown a guy ostensibly signed to fill the role of Tom Wilson that's where he's been top line right wing where will he be when Tom Wilson returns that is the question I do think that there will be a spot for him somewhere on the team a guy with his skill set good job on the penalty kill I do think he has a spot on this team number eight Tom Wilson fights in his first game back and you know that would be an interesting thing I think he probably has a lot of pent-up energy uh, probably a a certain nature of wanting to lash out a bit so I think that that could definitely be possible Wilson doesn't figure to return from ACL surgery until December or January and although he doesn't drop the gloves as much as he once did he's slated to return just as the temperature around the league gets turned up and he'll probably be an ornery mood after sitting out for the first three months agree I I, I could definitely see that happening. Vincent Iorio will be the first prospect to make his NHL debut. 
Uh, Alexi Protus was the biggest surprise of training camp and as a result earned a spot on the opening night roster. It can be argued that Iario, the team's second round pick in 2021, was a close second, although the 19-year-old is slated to cut his pro teeth with the AHL Hershey Bears. I wouldn't be surprised to see the six foot four, 200-pound right shot defenseman earn a call-up at some point, and I would love to see that. A young guy that really kind of stood out in camp. I would love to see him get his opportunity. Uh, we always hear we want to, we want young blood on this team. At 19 years old, he definitely fits this bill. And to finally finish this up here, number 10 on the Athletics uh, 10 thing 10 things to look for this year. They'll punch their ticket to the postseason for a ninth consecutive year, but it won't shock me if the slimmest of margins, like sweating it out with a day-to-go slimmest of margins, the Metro division figures to be a dogfight this season. You know, a lot of people have talked about if the Capitals will, in fact, even make it to the playoffs. Uh, I do have high hopes for this team. I do think that it is definitely possible uh, for them to, to make a push. You know, are they going to win the Metro? I I guess I really don't care about that. I mean, it would be nice if they did, but if they don't, if they can still make it to the playoffs and prove to everyone um, that uh, they belong there and they can make a decent push, then I would be happy with that. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen today. Now make your second listen, Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone bring you the fantasy edge and keep you ahead of the competition with daily updates of news, analysis, and advice Monday through Friday, available on YouTube, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcast. So once again, thank you for joining me on this Friday night bonus edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me this evening. My name is Dan Holmey, where it's your team every day. I'll talk to you again next time.